Welcome to VRP Breakdown. I'm Travion Tay. And I'm JB. We'll be here with Mr. M. Talking about some of our experiences. So, first of all, welcome, guys. Thank you for participating. Um, we're going to kind of start off by things that you've experienced. Um, obviously, you guys have been through the juvenile justice system, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And then we'll get some thoughts and opinions on that as well. So, uh, Travion, we'll start with you. So, what kind? How, what, how old are you? 14. 14. And JB, how old I'm are you? 16, going 16. on 17. Okay. How long have you guys been in MCAP so far? Uh, I've been in MCAP for 40 days. 42. No, 41 days. 41 days, and that's Treviante. He's been here longer than me. I've been here for about 30 days. 30 days. Okay. I'm going on, I've been in this facility for two months, though. I've been in MCAP for a month. Okay. So you've been in the general population? I've been in this while. facility since March 17th. March 17th. Okay. So both of you experienced some time in general population, and now you're in MCAP. Why don't we start there? How would you compare general population with MCAP? Go Either one of you. I ain't going to lie. MCAP, is, it's a little bit better. It's yeah. better. That's we what got, I hear. We got more freedom yeah. than general pop. MCAP, MCAP. MCAP, we have more freedom in MCAP than we have in general pop. Okay. That's and my opinion. No, mm-hmm. like I say, we held accountable for what we do in MCAP. It's, it's a program, so like. They it's more they more tense on us. They testing us, see if we go break or not. So I kind of like MCAP because uh, in MCAP you gotta you gotta actually use your mind and think. But when you in general pod with all the other kids, you don't know what you about to come out to. You don't know what what other people got on their mind. So it's like I think like I come out every day and just try to lighten the day up or something. Okay, now when you said they're testing you, what do you mean by that in MCAP? Like, it's an intense program, so. They they trying to make us better than what we was before we came in here. They want us to be better than, they want us to be better when we get out instead of doing what we was doing to come back. Okay, yeah. so what kind of things have you, been, you guys have been participating in? In DBT, that's working on our skills. So, like, it's like working on something. So, basically, like, it's a skill called uh, uh, Deer Man, and it's like. You saying no. Learning and ask for something no. or saying no to something. Yeah. Okay. And how does that work? Say somebody asking you to do something stupid. You can say no because you know it's going to cross your wreck. Mm-hmm. We in wreck time, you come out, you're trying to have fun. If somebody doing something stupid, you say no to it. You go by yourself or like, I don't know, you, you can actually tell the staff what's going on or something. Mm-hmm. I usually stay to myself sometimes. Okay. Wrong with him most of the time. That's my guy right there. So typically in MCAP, if you're caught doing something you're not supposed to be doing, you get rec time taken away from you. Yeah, yeah. or you could get a restriction, and it's like if you get four restrictions in a month, that's like a two-week or a 30-day pushback. Okay, and what is a restriction? How is that different from taking your rec time away? That's six hours in your room. Okay. And then you got early curfew for at least a day or two after that. What's typical curfew? What time do you guys Four thirty. Four thirty. So what's early no, our early, early curfew, curfew is four thirty. We normally we, it's like it's a setup. So we we come out at three thirty. We lock in at four thirty, and we come back at come back out at six o'clock yep. and stay out until nine o'clock. Okay, so there's consequences. So the DBT program is helping you, um, kind of manage your lives here, and then are you also learning to take those skills when you leave here and use them on the outside. Of course, yeah. we. I actually come out and use some of my skills every day now. Okay. It's like it's like a lot of people up there like they like to argue a lot mm-hmm. and they want to get into it. So 
the best way me i use my stop skill i move away from the situation okay and how many people are up there now 12 you got 12 guys up there and is that pretty typical like the number of people that you would see in yeah. your pod and mcap no in regular pod you will see at least like 20 some kids okay 22 but an mcap it's usually 12, 12. Capped at a, yeah what do you guys think about so this came up in an earlier podcast that's why i'm asking you what do you guys think about younger guys being an mcap man this is like some be smooth like he he a smooth kid yeah because you're 14 right yeah it's okay. like you got to be ma- some can't be mature though it's like in general pot you 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 with a lot of 14 it's a mixture of people so it's like you got to deal with them but you really don't have to deal with them because you got to see them every day that's what you got to do mm-hmm. but them being there they they you know they kids they still kids they got play around you know but but you'd say Travion is he cool. All right. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Staying out of trouble for the <laughs> most part. <laughs> he tried. He tried. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to just. Not, not like your typical 14-year-old in MCAP is yeah. probably what you're saying. Because you said you're 16, right? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, that was just something that I had heard from an earlier episode that um, some guys were saying that they don't like the fact that they have 13, 14-year-olds on the MCAP pods because they tend to horse around and get themselves into trouble yeah. and do things they're not supposed to be doing. Okay, um, so so that's MCAP, kind of like your lives in MCAP. Well, aside from DBTs, what are the other programs you guys are getting? Uh, is what's her name? Miss Liz. We got Miss Liz, but we got a group. She come Mondays and Thursdays. On Monday she come from five to six, and on Thursday she come from six to seven. That's a good lady. Though. I appreciate her for coming and taking her time with us. And what is she? What kind of stuff is she doing? This is the group that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. She only come, like, say if, like, somebody about to leave, mm-hmm. she'll come and give us, like, snacks and stuff. We'll talk about how we appreciate that person and, like, memories of, that we have with the person, stuff like that. Yeah. But when she usually come, we talking about, like, growing up, just basically growing up, you got to live. And what we going to do when we get out of this situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are your plans for... When you get out of here, go home, get a job, stay out of trouble, do my little probation time. Mm-hmm. How long is probation typically? Six months. Well, it's u- it's usually a year, but since we in MCAP, we doing our our five months of probation. So okay. normally, when people get out, they only gonna have six months to do. Yeah. I got two years of probation, so okay. I, I'm gonna have a year to do. Mm-hmm. I'm d- this year that is go for, and I'm gonna have a year left on probation but i'm doing some time on probation now okay so your mcap time is counting towards yeah, some but of that. when i get out i want to finish school that's my that's my main goal to finish school graduate let my mama see me walk across the stage because you know when i was in middle school his age i didn't get to walk across the stage i was actually expelled from school at his age okay. i didn't get to graduate everybody else so that kind of made me feel bad to see my mama disappointed at me i didn't yeah. get to walk across the stage with all the other kids get that little graduation little diploma thing like yeah that. so one of your goals is, is being able to do that so your mom can participate as well yeah okay um how about after high school what are you thinking i'm, I'm thinking about college i do want to go to college my mama wanted me to go to college okay any um any thoughts on what you'd want to study yet or is it too, still too early? I want to do engineering, but if not, I'll, I'll play basketball. Okay. How about you, uh, Triviante? 
Any thoughts? On, you're still pretty young. Any thoughts on what you want to do for a career after? You're in high school now, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Freshman? Or did you, would this have been? This, I'm going to, I just passed the ninth, so now I'm in the ninth. Eighth. No, I just passed the eighth. I'm in the ninth grade. Okay. So you're going to be starting your freshman year of high school. Yeah. Okay. Did you just turn 14? Yep. April 26. Okay. So you're, you are pretty young. Um, so any thoughts yet on ap- life after high school or what you'd want to do for a job? At my school, well, my old school, we had this little program where, like, we we would build a robot. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I want to do something like that because I like to build stuff. Okay. What school was that? Holy Redeemer. Okay. Because I know a guy who used to do that at Bradley Tech. So how has life been like for you guys so far? Like, you obviously, you guys have gotten into <laughs> a little bit of trouble here, and we're, uh, we're, you're in the MCAT program. Yeah. Um, so how would you sum up? what you've experienced and life what life has been like yeah as a as a black kid i was shown the the bad part of the world first Mm -hmm. that made me mature before my time i wanted to still be a kid but i couldn't be a kid yeah like just because of the stuff that moms the light bills cutting off Mm -hmm. you know so hard times financially. Yeah, then like I was getting shows, stuff that I wasn't supposed to. Domestic violence, you know, mm-hmm. that stuff, that type of stuff. Just in a black kid house. Some, I don't know if Caucasian people might go through that. I heard some of them just go through normally divorces and stuff. Yeah. But you know, I never had my father. So that was kind of what made me want to do more and be more than him. Like if I have a kid, I'm going to be there for my kid. That's kind of how my I wanted my life to be. So you experienced a lot of, um, so you saw firsthand the abuse and everything? Yeah. Okay. And that's uh, obviously stayed with you and affected you. So have you known your dad at all, your biological father? Yeah. Do you talk to him at all? <laughs> yeah. Dude, look, this is crazy. Uh, when I was with my mama, Yeah. She, it was crazy, man. She sent me over there with my dad. I'm like 10 years old. I see, you know, he was doing bad things, selling and stuff like that. And the house got raided while I was there. And I seen police and stuff. They came and took me back to my mama. My mama like, oh, I never want you to go back with your dad again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in my head, I'm like, she's stopping me from seeing my dad. Yeah. So yeah. I was mad at her, not knowing she keeping me out of harm's way. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate my mom now that I see it, though. Like, so you understand better now what yeah. she was trying to do, what her intentions were, her true yeah. intentions. She really didn't want me to go with him from the start. Yeah. But you said you still have a relationship with your dad. Yeah. You still see him and talk to him. Yeah, oh, man, like, he on the, he got a pacemaker now, like, okay. his heart. So, so some health concerns. Yeah. Um, how is he doing? Is he able to get up and get around? And Yeah, he all right. Okay. And you guys are able to hang out together. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? So when you were, so when you were really young, did you see him a lot, or you're saying your mom didn't want you to? Mm, she didn't want me to be around much. that. Yeah. But uh, now I'm growing up, like eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I got to see my dad. Okay. So he was still doing bad things though, in and out of jail. Yeah. So it was like I was being showed something wrong and i wanted to do the same thing yeah but i have my stepdad to guide me in the right place 
had my stepdad to, you know, look out for me. And I wasn't listening to him because I was mad at my real dad. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of taking my anger out on my stepdad. My mama was telling me it wasn't right, but still at the same time, I feel like she agreeing with with my stepdad doing. But like, um, I, I never got it. Um, that's why I found myself up in here. I got a little brother from my stepdad. Okay. Like I was a little kid, I was lonely. Like I ain't get to have no big brother. My, all my big brothers was gone and grown up. So you're the only one in the house. The yeah. Only kid in the I house. Was, Till I had my little brother coming over. Yeah. So now we, he we six years apart. Okay. He he kind of. So he's probably what ten years about ten years old now. Yeah, he ten going on eleven. So yeah. he he's starting to get a picture like. So you had mentioned Caucasian families. There's plenty of issues with Caucasian families yeah. as well. It's not limited to you know. It's not. Uh, I read about it. I know. Yeah. All right, Treviante. How about you? What was what's been life? What has life been like so far? I mean, growing up. I ain't gonna say it was good, but I ain't gonna say it was bad at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I had my dad, but he wasn't always there because he was in and out of prison doing time for dumb stuff. It was, like, kind of hard because my mama, she was losing her job sometimes. So we was like, we had to sleep in the car or something and wouldn't have a house at the time. So that's what started making me doing what I was doing because I was like, I really wanted money and I knew my mama wanted money. So I started doing what I was doing. Helping my mama out, helping my family out, mm-hmm. and then I did the wrong thing this time and got caught. And now, so I'm regretting it. While all that's going on, while you're you know you're saying you're doing stuff you're not supposed to be doing to get money, are you thinking to yourself, "Oh, this could end up badly for me. I could get caught." I could no, I wasn't thinking about that at the time because what I was I was thinking about my family, trying to help my family out, Just trying to support them. Okay, mm-hmm. and um. So it sounds like you guys have both experienced like uh, financial difficulties, homelessness, yeah, moving so moving from one place to another. So it's all trauma. I feel yeah, like it's trauma. A lot of yeah. trauma. Then that's kind of um, the, it's a lot of research focuses on trauma that young people have experienced now and what the what effect that has on your lives as you get older. Um, so what do you guys think as far, as far as what you've experienced? How has that affected? I mean, obviously, you know, we're here in MCAP, so we know how it's affected that part of your lives. But in general, how do you think it's affected, like, relationships that you have with people, mm. be they guys, girls, parents? I got no, I, I kind of got P- PTSD a little bit from that. Yeah. From all the, I mean, it's, it's a lot. I've been in shootouts, from shootouts to being in here, from being in here to, it's a lot. Yeah. But my relationships, I got a girlfriend. Uh, my mama really don't like me to treat a girl bad because mm-hmm. she been treated bad. Mm-hmm. And she know, I know how she feels, so I wouldn't hurt my mama. So that makes me feel like I wouldn't hurt a, hurt a girl. Now, that being said, I treat my girlfriend all respect. I give her, I treat her like she got the world. For, if she asks for it, I'm going to give it to her. If, my mama asks for it, I'm going to give it to her. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. My sister asks for it, I'm going to give it to her. Mm, but, you know, with my little brother, I got to be hard on him. <laughs> he a knucklehead. So, so we, now that you mention this, we do see a lot of disrespect for women yeah. in our society. Where do you think that comes from? They're, they die. Because they, they watch their dad do a lot of disrespectful stuff, and they think mm-hmm. it's okay. So you learn by seeing it, and then you just do it again, and then that person's... You know, my dad was a good dad. My real dad was a good dad. 
he actually told me don't go against my mama for anything. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I learned from my dad. Whatever my mama say, I'm gonna listen to her. I just didn't listen this time. I went against the grain a little bit. Yeah. She's still mad at me to this day. Even when I got out and I was on bracelet, and I got sentenced to MCAT, she was still mad at me while I'm at home. I'm like, you ever gonna get over there? She like, no, until you off probation. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. So I forgot to ask you guys this before when you mentioned probation. What are the terms of your probation? So what is it that you can and cannot do? Once oh, you leave? So, so, orders. You so when you first leave the MCAT program, it's a 30-day no movement. So you got to be at the house for 30 days. Now, when you say at the house, no leaving at all? No, unless no. you're with your mama. Okay. Unless you're with the person that you live with and that's on your paper, that's mm-hmm. the only person you can leave with. You can't leave with your big brother. None of that. You can only leave with the person that you or a sign to leave with on your paper. Is there a time limit? Like, you can only be out for a certain number of hours? Yeah, you get a curfew. I don't know. They ain't tell us our curfew yet, but they they told us we're going to get a curfew. Okay. It's so you have to be back home order. by a certain time? Yeah. And uh, at night? I got, I got no smoking. You go get tested. Mm-hmm. We, no never. drugs? No drugs at all. Cigarettes? Do they test for cigarettes? We, we under so. the age, we cannot smoke cigarettes. That's, that's true. So that's what she, that's what that's what my <laughs> PR told me. That answers that question. So look, we got that, and then is you gotta follow the rules at home. No possession of a firearm, ammunition, body armor. You gotta follow the rules at home. So whatever your mama say, when you disobey, you can end up back in here. If okay. if you like, it's, it, they being hard on us this, just to see if we go break. Like, could your mom call the PO and say, hey, yes. take him back? Yeah, yes. and then okay. it's like a, you got to call your PO like every hour and tell, and tell him or her what you're doing. But it, yeah. like, if you don't, if you forget to call them, that you're going to come back for a 72. Even if you're at home? Yes. yes. Really? You got you to gotta call them, tell them, I'm in a crib, I'm not leaving. You got to tell them what's going on, how you doing. Yeah, so you got to check in. Yeah, yeah and just is keep that, them updated. And how long does that last? To you whole, off the bracelet. Your whole probation. Really? Yeah. So for your whole probation, you have to call in every hour or so and say, and I'm that's, doing that's this. That's only when you on a bracelet, actually. That's only when you on a bracelet. Okay. How long would you have to be on the bracelet? You got probation, normally. Period Unless. of six months. Okay. And I ain't going to say it's like, you Not can get your time lesson if you're being good. Isn't the bracelet telling them where you're at, though? Why do you yes. have to call in it's all the time? GPS. It's like... But you, they don't know what you're doing, so you got to call Because they would probably think, because sometimes they think people cut their bracelet off, leave it at the house, and think they still at the house. So that's why they yeah. say we got to call in and let them know where we at. Okay. If you cut the bracelet, doesn't it set off a thing saying that it's been cut off? Some people know how to do it. Like, like I had this one friend, I ain't going to say his name, but he he took the bracelet off without cutting it off. Like, he used, he used a butter knife or something and yeah. slid it off his ankle. Okay. So, combina- like you said, combination of wearing the bracelet and Take calling it. in. Yeah, okay. it's a lot. So, what do you guys think about that? Do you think you can manage that? And Of course. I yeah. Was, before I got in here, I was on a bracelet for a period of six months. Mm-hmm. Four months. Going on five. So, four to six months, I was on a bracelet. I ain't never been on a bracelet before. This is my first time ever being. First time ever being in the system, ever having anything to do with the police. Uh, I was my my case. I ain't gonna talk about my case, but it got transferred from Sheboygan to Milwaukee. So I was on I was in DT in Sheboygan. When I was in DT in Sheboygan, it was a lot different. So I kind of got two experiences. 
So this DT is a lot better, I can say. It's yeah, like really, yes. It was like like using the real cell. Like you got to wake up at six o'clock, not eight o'clock or this seven o'clock. In Sheboygan. In Sheboygan. In Sheboygan, you got to wake up at six o'clock. Really? Go to school, come back to your cell. Now, when you say a real cell, kind of like general population no. cells or bars. Really? Yeah. So mm. like sliding doors, yes. like you see on TV. Yes. Okay. Like prison cells. Yeah. yeah. That's that's exactly what they were. Is it because it's an older building? Yeah. Or? Okay. That's exactly what it was. So a lot of uh, modern detention centers don't have like the, cl- and a lot of our listeners probably wouldn't know this, a lot of modern detention centers don't have bars, you know, sliding doors with they bars. Got, they anything. got like house doors, basically. Yeah. Mostly I got to experience that, though. Now it wasn't a good site. Yeah. I ain't got a lot. You give me you your room. You in your room all night. But sometimes on the weekends or if it's a school day, you get to be out your room. The only good part about it was you get to be out your room from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. Go to sleep at 9. So that was the only good part. But the food was so nasty. (laughs) So I'm kind of glad that they transferred me. What about here in MCAT? It's it's better. It's It's better. I ain't never been to Sheboygan, but of what I heard, this 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 food in, in this detention center better. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I heard it's not great, but it's still better than other places. Especially um, in MCAT. Yeah. Maybe. All right, so we talked about DT, um, your probation. I was just trying to think of if there's something else I wanted to ask you about probation. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to ask. So you're, you're just turned 14 in yeah. April, so about three months ago two three months ago um so a lot of the previous episodes we were sent where that we've had here um guys have mentioned that right around say 11 12 13 is when you first start getting into like the more serious trouble stealing cars getting into hanging with the wrong crowd doing things you're not supposed to be doing would you guys agree with that yeah i I was a car freak i'm in love with cars like i love cars so that's what made me start doing it because i liked it to draw like when i was Five and six, I sit on my dad's lap. I w- he'd be holding the gas. I'd be yeah. driving with the steering wheel, and I I liked it to drive. So that's what made me start doing what I was doing. Okay, so and is that typically? Would you guys agree that that's the car theft is typically what you see at the In those Milwaukee, younger ages? Yes. Okay. That's what Milwaukee is getting known for. But so, um, what? And I ask everybody this question: What what is it about that age? That age range? Why is it starting that? to grow up? You starting to experience it more. Okay, and that's what that's you what I've been hearing. More freedom. Okay, explain that a little bit. What do you mean by free? How are, how are you getting like that? you know you know when you young your mama over overprotective for you mm-hmm. like she don't let you do nothing go around nowhere. Yeah. When you start to get older, your mama see you starting to get more mature, so she's starting to lay down a little bit. Yeah, and when you bought the house more. And to be fair, when you're younger, you need your mom more yeah. as well to provide for you and you know food, shelter, clothing, all that. And so when you are you saying when you get a little bit older then. You're able to do more of that. Yeah, because she, she starts to see that you can But to be honest, to be honest, I really wanted my mama to, if I could go back in time and tell my mama, keep me in the house as long as you could, yeah. I would. Yeah. Now I see why she wanted me to listen so much. Yeah, so in hindsight, you are you're have a better understanding of the things that she was saying and doing. Of course. Okay. Um, so we got a little bit of time left here. I want to kind of switch gears and get into like the juvenile justice system. So okay. we, you've experienced the juvenile court systems. You've experienced the detention center. What do you, th- what do you guys think of it? Is there a, 
uh, well, first of all, what have your experiences been like, like with judges, with attorneys, with POs, with all that? And then secondly, oh. is there a better way that we could do all of this? My first, my first experience when I was in Sheboygan, my attorney, uh, my first attorney, she was the greatest attorney I had. She got me out. She helped me with stuff. She came and seen me. My, my, I had two, two, uh, like, POs or something like that. They came and saw me while I was there helping me. I, I actually got my mind together while I was there. I wrote a letter to the judge. I got the writing letters to her. She understood where I was coming from. So Sheboygan, they, they juvenile system is much more sweeter. They look, but like if you were a dog, they not go, they go look at you as a, a adult. Even if you're 17, mm -hmm. they go want to punish you for what you did. But while you were a juvenile, they more on your side and want to help you out, try to see where you coming from and why you did it. Okay. Like, so there's a lot more like looking into the root causes of what, how you yeah. got to the point that you're at. But after you're 17, support. there's no more chances after that. Okay. So 17, you're considered an adult. And yeah. are you also waived into adult court yes, at sir. 17? Okay. And this is, you're talking about strictly the Sheboygan yeah. system? Okay. Maybe here too. I don't know. Okay. So at most of your experience has been with the Sheboygan yeah. juvenile system? Okay. Um, how about you, Triviante? What has it, what has it been like, like working with attorneys, judges, POs? I'll say that this this system is kind of sweet because it's a lot of seventeen year olds that's in here now mm -hmm. that should be in the county, but like they they beat their waiver. Like I know a lot of seventeen year olds that's in here for. Okay, so <sighs> when you're seventeen, you don't necessarily get automatically waived into. No, adult they, court. they try to waive you, but it depends on who your judge is, mm -hmm. who your lawyer and your PO is. Cause it's it's like it's it's certain it's certain judges. I ain't gonna say names, but it's this it's this one judge, <laughs> this one judge. <laughs> we all had smoking. Her. I feel like everybody knows who you're talking about. We all had her, man. Yeah, she be smoking. What you six, 16 or oh, you going to the hills? You going to the hills straight out gate? Like in no house, chance. so it's like Lincoln Hills up the road. Yeah, and no no six months. You doing How two, two to three, three five years? years. Like okay. You gone from your family. That's all. I'm like, all right. Three she to gave five. me a chance, actually. I'm going to take that chance. I ain't going to complain about it. I'm going to do what I got to do. Yeah. I want to go home and to my mom and my little brother. So it's kind of like I took that chance and ran with it. My big cousins, they they're in the county now. Yeah. Because I'm the prison. They in Sheboygan. Okay. They didn't get that chance to get waved over to Milwaukee. Okay. Oh, so you were waived mm -hmm. to the Milwaukee courts. Yeah. Okay. And so this judge that you're talking about, you've experienced her as well, and so that's after you were waived yeah. to the Milwaukee system. But just okay. because my attorney, you know, she was cool with her. Yeah. She like, I can't just, I can't just give you no time. So I'm gonna go ahead and you can take the six months in MCAT. Okay. My mama was, she she agreed with it. She knew it was gonna happen, but I didn't listen to her. All. I just thought I was gonna walk away with this time. This is my first case, so I'm going to just, yeah. nope, she gave me six months. So I'm, I'm going to just, I looked at it now, I'm looking on the bright side, okay. I did what I did, I'm going to take responsibility for it. And it's now it's like, it's like I came and I came and I agreed with what I did. So now I'm like on the road to success now. It's nothing, I can't look back now. Yeah. 
That's how I feel about it. With the judge, she she up in my eyes. That's what I can say. The judge up in my eyes. Okay. So he, she's tough, but you've had a positive experience so yeah. far. Okay. Um, Treviante, with uh, what, what do you think? So with all the experiences they've had, like getting to this point in MCAP, how have things been? How do you think – do you think you've been treated fairly? Yeah, because the judge I had, I had – I got three different judges. The first judge I had was the one that that, that be stroking her. Like, I had her for for two months, and every court date she kept pushing me back mm-hmm. and kept recommending me to stay. And then they, they switched my judge again. And that time, they gave me the worst DA. And the DA started lying on me like, look – she said she looked on my Facebook, said she seen me smoking weed, showing guns, sipping lean, flashing money, driving cars, which that's what made me come to MCAP because my PO and my lawyer recommended me to go home. And my, my judge, I could tell by the way my judge was looking, I was going to go home because my mm-hmm. judge was smiling and all that. And then when my DA started talking and saying all that, my judge smiled, went to a frown, and recommended me to go to MCAP. So the that stuff was not on your Facebook page? No. Nope. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Um, aside from that, how have things been? Well, that's so that's this that's how you got here. You said to yeah. MCAP. Okay. But and this is your that, this is your first first um, first ever case. Okay. So first experience with the court system, first experience being here at DT. Yeah. And MCAP. Okay. How, as we wrap up here, I just want to ask you guys, is there a way that we could work better with guys your age, girls your age, within the city of Milwaukee, within the court system, the police, detention centers? Is there a better way to help out? Of our course, youth? start programs, communities. We already got those, so you can't say that. We go, I'm going to say do stuff that co- that gets to our interest. Okay. As, as little kids, we, we look at, some of this stuff is boring. They say it's boring. Mm-hmm. Well, now I open my eyes. I'm going to do what I got to do. So what's boring? What do, what do younger kids? Some kids don't like to stay at home and read a book. Mm-hmm. Some kids think that's boring. Like that that that's boring to them. Cause so as as what I'm saying, I'm gonna say, give us some more jobs. Give us. I like doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Some more opportunities. Yeah, some more opportunities. Express yourself. Um, now, when you say jobs, so we have to be careful because, you know, you can't hire kids for too many hours. So what kinds of things could you guys get paid for doing? Like cleaning up around Milwaukee, like Find going it. around, cleaning up trash. Oh, mm-hmm. Making Milwaukee a better place. So helping out the community, but then also yeah. getting paid for it, too, so you can help out your families yeah. and things. Yeah. Um, so this is interesting. When you when you mentioned programs, Triviante, you said programs and then. Uh, JB, you said, no, no, we got plenty of those. So this comes up a lot, again, in our previous podcast. Um, programs, like people mention all the time, we need more programs, we need more activities, we need more clubs and centers and things like that. Um, it sounds like, Treviante, you would agree with that, and JB, you'd say that, no, there's already plenty of that. So what do you guys think? Well, I'll start with Treviante. When you said there, we need more programs, what kind of things do we need? Like, like, sit down programs, like group programs, like okay. what we have in MCAT where 
we all in the circle talk about stuff yeah a lot of them type of programs do you see that at all in your communities in your neighborhoods in milwaukee no because i but i feel like if we have if we have dogs it'll be a lot of more like less killing because people have time to get stuff off their chest because yeah. normally yeah, i agree normally some people don't have p- family or parents to talk to so that's why they do what they do let me ask you this though would people participate uh, or they think it's stupid and boring and boring that's what i was th- yeah thinking but like it'd be hard to get i was kind of thinking about that because like some kids i was forced to go to church that was something that kept my mom yeah i was i was one of those little kids that was clapping and singing in the crowd mm-hmm. with my mama praising the Lord. Now it's like when when I was like you said, twelve and thirteen, getting out the house more, yeah. seeing what the world was like. I ain't want to do that no more. It feel boring. Yeah. Could there be programs at your church that might like? Are there programs there now, or could your church develop? That, yeah, it is programs. My church, if 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 any if anybody want to go, it's Gratitude Barefoot on Silver Spring. You know, we helped homeless out, rob bikes, you know, go around, you know, doing protests, stop the killing, stop stealing cars. Everybody needs to stop stealing cars. We die because of that. My little cousin just died from a car. Really? From a car theft? She got shot in the back of the head, actually. From, yeah, one of those. So, um... Because of the car, th- like it was directly related to the car theft. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. It was crazy. I, mean, I, I kind of lost myself from it. I was thinking back though, if she was still here, or if I was there, what could I do to stop it? Yeah. I, if I could just talk to her, how it was already too late. How old was she? Thirteen. So, um, you know, we we. Sometimes we talk about car thefts like it's oh it's it's just a car theft you know it's too many kids doing it's it, way serious it's kind of like the gateway crime like there's you know kids going out and and it, you might think that it's not as serious as um, whatever gun possessions or homicides no, or drug dealing but it car theft is probably serious sir because I don't seen a lot of people stealing cars and I don't seen a lot of people getting shot at like. I seen somebody still in the car, and I seen somebody chasing them, literally shooting at them while they was in the car chasing them, shooting at them. Mm-hmm. So, as you're saying, it gave a perfect example. It could be extremely dangerous. We might just think of it as, oh, it's just a car theft, but it could turn violent yeah. very, very quickly. Yeah, just like snap, somebody could end up dead in the car or on the ground. Yep. And, um, you know, even if you. So it's even if somebody didn't end up dead, so you like you've got a thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old stealing a car, mm-hmm. and then that turns into could quickly turn into gun violence, and now yeah. this person who would have just gotten in trouble for stealing a car is now also in trouble for endangering a life, yeah. for either gun posi- for being involved in a, a um, gunfight or yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy, Milwaukee yeah. crazy. No, I don't know. That's that's what Milwaukee getting known for. But me personally, I want to make Milwaukee a better place. That's because this is where it's I'm good. from. It's a good goal to have. Um, okay, so any other recommendations on, like, what we could do to help out youth or improve the system or help out Milwaukee in general? Give. 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 Give of yourself. Give time. Yeah. 
volunteer. Yeah, and volunteer. I agree with that. Yeah. What kind of things could people volunteer to do aside cleaning up? We like we got volunteer. advocates. You know volunteer that. going around. We got advocates. You know the advocate is everybody mm-hmm. can get an advocate, but it's your choice to follow and take the God of the advocate. Everybody. Everybody want to, you know, do this and do that. But it's, it's like, it's everybody's choice to make their own choice. That's how I look at it. So, if you can give time. Uh, somebody took that time to come up here and talk to me. I'm going to, you know, think about that. Yeah. I'm going to take my time and then think about that. And I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to start doing what's right. And I ain't just saying that because we up in here. I would actually want to do what's right. It's good. It's good to hear. It's a good positive message to end on. So I want to thank you guys for participating. There's a lot of great information. Um, so Treviante and JB, thank you. Um, and uh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Good luck to you guys both in the future. And um, I hope that uh, you know once you guys are through all this, things look more positive for you and able to, uh, like you said, give back to society. Mm. Thank, All right. Thank Thanks, you guys. For having All us right. Here, thank you too. All right. Take care.